COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease include fever, cough, and sharpness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you're experiencing these symptoms and have come in contact with or in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you are currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit us up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. You can also find me on Twitter at ICSativaPod. You can find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Republic, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play Music Store, and more. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon supporter of the podcast and support us. Supporting us helps us to keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www dot patreon.com slash IC Sativa podcast. You can support this podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. A special thanks to our current patrons and supporters. Shout out to friends of the show Reefer Revolution for supporting the podcast. Shout out to our new Patreon and friend of the show Gracie Gatto. Shout out also to Joy One Love 420, also a friend of the show and founder of Keystone State Reviews. Becoming a Patreon or financially supporting us through Anchor, Patreon, PayPal gets you perks like early episodes, exclusives, and, and shout outs at the beginning of every episode. We also have been recently syndicated by friend of the show, Russ Belfill, and will now be featured weekly on Radical Russ Radio right before his show from Monday, 7 a.m., Tuesday, 9 a.m., Wednesday, 11 a.m., Thursday, 1 p.m., and Friday, 3 p.m., all mountain times. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. Howdy, y'all. Dan Scotland here joining you from Legal, Massachusetts, heartland of America. So for today's episode, um, we're going to be going over a, a few things. Um, if you haven't checked out our previous episode about um, why Connecticut has tethering, I would recommend you do so. Um, preferably before this episode, because um, I, I feel that it ties into what we touched upon on that episode. But um, but yeah, I'm going to read, I'm going to start off reading an article from Marijuana Moment. 
and um, we're going to talk about um, we're going to bring that article into context um, with some more supplementary clips and materials. So stay tuned. Um, so I can be found anywhere you find podcasts such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, other platforms like it. I can be found on Instagram at I am Cannabis Sativa and then on Twitter at IC Sativa Pod. And you can become a Patreon at HTTP colon slash slash bit.ly slash 2njmshn you can join our discord community at discord.gg slash 65tg2nr Connecticut lawmakers will put marijuana legalization on the ballot if legislature rejects bill After years of failed attempts to legalize marijuana in Connecticut, top Democratic lawmakers announced on on Tuesday, excuse me, um, this was, so this article was published yesterday by Ben Alden. So again, marijuana moment. After years of failed attempts to legalize marijuana in Connecticut, top Democratic lawmakers announced Tuesday that if the legislature again rejects a cannabis reform bill in the coming session, they will take the issue directly to state voters via ballot referendum. Quote, I think it, 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 it'll be very, very close vote in the House. House Speaker designate Matt Ritter, Democrat, said in a press conference outside a medical marijuana dispensary. But if we do not have the votes, I'm not raising the white flag. I want to be clear. We will put something on board to put the voters of the state of Connecticut to amend the state constitution to legalize marijuana. In a separate appearance last week, Ritter put 50-50 odds on cannabis legalization passing the state legislature in 2021 earlier this year and said that the reform is inevitable in the state at some point. If it does not have enough lawmaker support to pass it next year, he said on Tuesday, voters could decide legalization through a constitutional amendment on the ballot as soon as 2022. Efforts to legalize adult-use cannabis through Connecticut legislature over the past five years have repeatedly failed. During that time, however, a number of nearby states, including Maine, Vermont, New Jersey, and neighboring Massachusetts, have passed legalization measures of their own. Other neighbors, including New York and Rhode Island, are currently weighing the issue. The state's only other border is coastline. At Tuesday press conference, lawmakers argued the fact that Connecticut residents can now legally buy marijuana next door in Massachusetts and soon elsewhere has changed the political equation. Folks literally take something called a car, (laughs) Ritter quipped, and they drive their car and they buy it. Moreover, Connecticut in 2011 decriminalized the possession of small amounts of cannabis, Ritter noted. So not only are they going across the border, but they are coming back to their homes and using it safely. However common, it remains illegal to transport marijuana across state lines. Also, at Tuesday's press conference held by outside state licensed medical marijuana producer C.T. Farmer was Rep. Michael D'Angelo's Democrat 
co-chair of the House General Law Committee. The foundation exists for adult-use cannabis in Connecticut, D'Agostino said, alluding to the facility behind him. The production facilities exist. The distribution facilities exist. The regulatory signature or regulatory structure, excuse me, exists. A bill drafted from last session. We are ready to go. Passage through the state legislature will be the speedier of the two options. If the legislature shows the willingness to pass this this year, D'Agostino said, we can be up and running by the ending of the next year. And from there, it will be easy to vote onto opportunities for everyone. A legislative panel in March heard a legalization proposal, but de- declined to vote in the bill. That measure would likely serve as a model for next session's legislation. Legalization through voter-approved referendum, the lawmakers noted, would follow a considerably longer path. Qualifying a proposed amendment for the following election requires passing a joint resolution with three-quarters majority vote in both the Senate and the House. Otherwise, a simple majority of lawmakers put a amendment on the ballot if they approve it in two separate legislative sessions. The that would likely mean the question wouldn't appear before voters until 2022 or worst case 2024. If only we had done this two years ago, we'd be only two years away. Clearly put putting the issue on the ballot if there aren't enough votes to pass a legalization bill will require some lawmakers who oppose or are skeptical about the issue to at least feel comfortable letting voters decide on it. This is what happened in New Jersey, where the legislature couldn't find enough support for legalizing cannabis on its own, but was able to pass a resolution placing a cannabis referendum on the ballot. Amid what's expected to be a busy legislative session in Connecticut, incoming House Majority Leader Jason Rojas, Democrat, said that marijuana deserves to be on the calendar, even though this is not the most pressing issue we're facing as a state. Perhaps it's the most nagging one, he said. Again, I'll, t- I'll take that win. I'll take that victory. If, if even these politicians look at the plan and look at the people that use it with contempt, if, if they're getting public pressure and like, oh, our, our, our constituents won't shut up about it, so we have to get it done. That's 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 that that's 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 a win nonetheless. I I don't I don't care how we get it as long as we get it, you know. Um. So let's let's continue the article. November's election could help to seal the deal. Democrats will have bigger majorities in past years when the 2021 legislation legislative session kicks off, and the Hartford Courant noted. Said leaders said Tuesday that they're already reaching out to new members. I think we need to have a bill that's ready from day one so that we can go to our members who are a bit skeptical about the policy, Rojas said, so we can arm them with the best information possible and a vision for it. Ask about the opposition to the bill. Rojas was frank. It's a diverse body of legislatures, and there are differences of opinion. There are concerns about the impact of youth. Again, we went over that. Um, cannabis use in legal states goes down because um, the black market 
gets attenuated and and the only legal places you can get are through the stores and the stores have to check that you're over 21 and they check your ID multiple times. So again, your street dealer is not checking IDs. So this whole, we have to think of the children. That's, that's some BS. The person just has the person, just the, the lawmaker just thinks of it as a deadhead drug that you stop in your twenties. And that's, that's, they're going off their own biases They're going off, just say no, that they heard from the Reagans or whatever, or, or, or the reefer madness they heard from tricky Dick Nixon. That's what they're going off of. You know, these fossils have to be repealed, replaced and voted the heck out. They are not in line with, with nearly 70% of Americans. This is a bipartisan issue that is passing in both blue and red states. If you are not going to parrot the majority of Americans, get the heck out of office. There are concerns about the impact on youth and the kind of message it sends to youth. There are some people who believe the impact on brain development should be taken into consideration and therefore the age should be 25 for adult use. That is hilarious. People will just go to mass where it's 21. <laughs> um... And again, people use this as a medicine. Plenty of kids use this as a medicine for help with epilepsy, and they're not they're not 25. Okay, it's not having adverse effects if they're using it as a medicine. Their doctor is monitoring their doctor or nurse or medical professional is monitoring it. So this uh, I don't buy this at all. But again, under doctor supervision, this can be a very safe medicine. Again, these are just people that have personal biases against the plant and the people that use it. They don't like the people that use it. They don't think highly of the people that use it. That's why they're throt that's why they're trotting out excuses like this. It is a complicated issue. Like many of the issues we face in the Capitol. Ritter urged Republican lawmakers to see the issue as one of personal liberty. Where are my libertarian Republican friends? Where are they? He asked. If they are not willing to vote for legalization, they are at least willing to put it to the voters. If put on my, if put on the state ballot, Ritter predicted marijuana legalization would pass overwhelmingly. Nearly two thirds, 63.4% of residents say that they strongly support or somewhat support legalizing adult use cannabis according to a poll in March, while 29.5% said that they strongly oppose or somewhat oppose it. Ritter said on Tuesday also Ritter on Tuesday also downplayed the role of state tax revenue in his support for legalization, saying it alone won't balance the budget. Instead, he is motivated by having a coherent policy with neighboring states um, and a coherent policy with neighboring states is go is going to have to include home grow. Um, that home grow um, auto expungement, those are must. Those are must. If the lawmakers are, 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 have too much cold feet to, to, to pass it through the legislature, when it's on the ballot, home grow and ex auto expungement needs to be there. Needs to, needs to be there. Instead, he's motivated by having a coherent policy with neighboring states, ensuring products are safe and addressing racial disparities in cannabis policing. Governor-led Ned Lamont, Democrat who supports legalization, also said this month that the policy change could potentially reduce the spread of COVID-19 by limiting out-of-state trips to buy marijuana. 
revenue revenue from legalization in Connecticut could go towards education as well as equity fund that would invest in communities disproportionately impacted by the drug war and the draft bill, the lawmakers said. Municipalities could tack on additional taxes or fees and or they could vote to keep legal marijuana businesses out of their jurisdictions completely. Voters across the country on election day approved every major drug reform on a state ballots, a sweep that since spurred action in neighboring states. In many states where cannabis was on the ballot, legalization got more votes than either Donald Trump or Joe Biden's presidential bids. Congressman Earl Blumenauer, Democrat of Oregon, told Marijuana Moment after election day that the overwhelming results are also likely to encourage reform on a federal level end of article so um so like i said earlier home grow is going to have to be an essential part of any legalization plan um but i don't i don't really think you're gonna get home grow um and Again, so I'm going to play this sort of clip that I had gotten from... Bear with me one sec. Yeah, so I'm going to play this clip that I've gotten from the um, CWCBE. Um, the legalization of, of cannabis and future um, business opportunities in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. So bear with me one sec. Let me get this up. There's the thing is that it's not to us, it's not homebrew, yeah. and it's not tomatoes. Yeah. Because not only do you have the psychotropic effects of cannabis, but moreover, there are public health and safety issues with it. I think when, you know, as we look at it right now from a medical cannabis perspective, our medical marijuana is treated as a schedule, as a schedule two narcotic. Right. Our scheduled drugs, you cannot produce at home. You cannot you cannot produce narcotics at home. And moreover, if you did, like not only is there the illegality factor, but you're saying that that's medicine. But I don't know if you have arsenic in a soil. We come from an industrial community. Connecticut's a very highly developed state. So in my backyard, I wouldn't be surprised if there's lead or arsenic or other chemicals in the backyard. I don't know that. Or if I can't afford to get all organic soil to start growing my plants in, what happens when I start smoking that product that I've grown in a in a substandard soil used in certain Look at the arsenic levels of Connecticut, like though. Yes, Look at right. that. Look so at that. It's not really that high. They're not like, getting the medicine I don't buy that. They need. I really they're don't. They're not targeted for them. They're buying seeds online. Where are they producing this from? This is, we can't claim that that specific product they're growing is really going to help their breast cancer or their PTSD or their psoriasis. Like we don't know that. And you have no pharmacist overseeing if there's any progress. So for us to be able to say that that's a medical product runs contrary to everything we've established. Then if you're also talking about doing it in a recreational market, I can certainly, I could grow or I could rather brew beer in my basement from what I know of home brewing, unless you have a ton of space and a ton of equipment, you're brewing a few gallons at a time. Right. So sure, I might give Axel a, you know, a 
what do you call it, a growler of beer for Christmas. However, I'm not going to be establishing a store from my house. With a few plants, I can grow pounds of cannabis. Now, that's a very different situation to be in. That puts me in a position where I'm much more likely to distribute that to people because otherwise it's going to go bad. Or I'll say, you know what, I do want to use it for myself, but in order to do that, in order to preserve the product, I'm really going to need to convert it into something else. So you're going to start using some process of extracting the oil from it. A lot of these processes involve dangerous methods and people that are not professionals can get themselves into situations where there are injuries at home. There is, you know, there, you can get into, if you're having trouble or if you're using butane, if you're using other methods, we do see problems with home extraction. So to us, there are public health issues involved with it, where if we're trying to create a regulated market, if we want to be able to figure out a way to make people who are want to do, you know, we have a cottage foods industry where people can make small amounts of stuff at home and then sell it at farmer's market. If we can do, if we can figure out a way of doing that, so we know what that product is that is tested, that we know the conditions that it's being grown under and being processed under, that's great. But again, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not buying that. Like I'm, I'm not buying that arsenic in the soil sort of uh, claim. Um, look at Connecticut. Like they don't have a lot of arsenic in their soil. They, they really don't. And, um, and it's it, like people need to be able to grow their own because it's, it's a check against a multi-state or organization run program where people can't do that. And um, the dispensaries are able to charge whatever the heck they want to charge. And um, this, this gives people very little leverage. It gives people very little um, ability to, to, to be able to afford their medicine. People are using this as a medicine, most importantly. Um, so many people buy in the adult use market because A, they don't want to give up their firearms and B, they have jobs in which um, they cannot have a car. They might work They might work a federal government job, for example, or, um, you know, their spouse might have that or they have security clearances or whatever, or they're buying for a child or whatever, or they're buying for their, their kid and they can't afford to get the card. For, for themselves or their kid or whatever who become a caregiver for their kid like these these administrative costs that people have to pay to do that that's that's pricey um, people need leverage and again I mean I I, um, I I get my my medicine from a main caregiver like I've mentioned and um, Maine, Maine, if you look at Maine, parts of Maine have very high levels of arsenic but they've had medical since 1999. And people have been able to grow their own in their own property and caregivers. There, there's a lot of small growers. It's a very small rural-oriented scene. It's not. It's it's unlike the rest of the other East Coast states. It's not multi-state um, organization oriented, and um, and because of that, um, because of that, um, you have a lot of people growing their own. You have cheaper prices. You have people that grow with love and care. 
I'm pretty sure people are cognizant of the of the fact that there may be some arsenic in the main soil and they're doing their research and they're planning accordingly. They may be growing indoors. They may be buying organic soil. Um, you know, they may be asking other experienced growers how to do it. There's a lot of expertise in the state of Maine. We look at California. Again, my sister lives in, in NorCal. Um, California looks to have a lot of arsenic. But again, I mean, they didn't shut down um, medical marijuana in the 90s and the aughts because people were getting arsenic poisoning. That simply didn't happen. You know, dispense, you know, people weren't getting sick in, in mass in, in mass quantities. And, um, and and California went on to legalize it for all adults in 2016. And they're the biggest um, cannabis market in the in, in the globe, arguably. They they manufacture so much cannabis that I think they make more than like three times more than they actually consume. So again, I'm I'm not buying this at all, you know. Or you know, parts of Oregon have um, lots of uh, arsenic. But again, people are planning accordingly. Patients in Washington State can grow their own. And they've been able to do so since the, I believe, the 90s or so, or the early 2000s. And again, there hasn't been this massive upswell of people getting arsenic poisoning. And I'm sure in Montana, it's the same way. I'm, it's, people are not getting it in mass. You know, they voted to legalize. They darn near got, they almost got 60% of the vote. It, it, it did very, very well. You know, and it includes a provision to grow your own. So, again, I'm not buying this. But, again, I don't want to keep this episode too long. Um, so, as always, I can be found anywhere you find podcasts, such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and other platforms like it. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are quite a few ways you could do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have a five dollar and above tier if you are feeling extra generous additionally if you wish to get in contact with us you can leave a voice message on anchor and you can do this by going to h https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and i may just play it on a future episode you can also call and leave a voice message at 617-466-9389 and i may just play it on a future episode feel free to join the ever expanding i am canvas sativa podcast planet on discord we yes we've got a discord channel and that discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash 
T-H-T-T-P-S-6-5-T-G-2-N-R. Again, that is H-T-T-P-S colon slash slash discord dot G-G slash 6-5-T-G-2-N-R. Feel free to check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp-based products. You can check them out by the link H-T-T-P-S colon slash B-I-T dot L-Y slash 3-3-F-K-R-V-9. And you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts such as Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, 15% sign off CBD. And that applies to the entire store. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao.